Amy. Amy, can you hear me? Something's wrong. Who's been pooping in every take? It was Arwen all along. Well, that was weird. Yeah, it was almost like something was trying to get in touch with us and let us know something. Well, <laughs> I guess it was Arwen's poop. <laughs> yeah. Hello. It, welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me, baby, where we talk nerdy to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, where we've been waiting for Arwen to settle down. Yep. To record. We've also been waiting to be able to talk about WandaVision in its entirety. Woo! We did an episode, not our last episode, the episode before. Yes. That was theorizing about different kind of things that could come from WandaVision and all that. And that's all well and good. But now we just Except for the people that didn't get what they wanted that they were never promised. People. You know? People. people. (laughs) So today we really just wanted to talk about it as like a full show now that we have seen all of it. Because, spoiler alert. I was going to say- if you haven't uh, listened to us before, you everything li- is spoilers. Everything is spoilers. Everything is spoilers. What I, I'm trying if you to... didn't, I was gonna say, if you didn't ex- didn't know we were gonna be talking spoilers, you've never listened to us before. It's true. Um, so I love the show. There's my non-spoiler review. I loved it. It was exactly the Wanda I've been waiting for since they told me they were going to put Scarlet Witch into the Marvel universe. Cinematic universe. I agree. Is it cinematic anymore? It's still cinematic. Film, television's still cinematic. Okay. I don't know. I didn't know if they were being like super literal. We now have to call it the MCTVU. (laughs) The MTV. (laughs) (laughs) No, because then, well, yeah, because MTV doesn't play music, so the MTVU (laughs) doesn't need to either. Actually, I think MTVU was a thing. God, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, they did everything else. So, yes. should we just kind of go start from the beginning? Uh, sure. That works. Kind of make our way through the decades, as it were. Making our way through WandaVision. One step at a time. Play the I didn't watch that one very much. What? Step by step? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Day by step, day by day. <laughs> there you go. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the whole song. Yep. Anyway, so we start in the 50s. With our with, Dick Van Dyke episode. Yep. With no... I one of, We're starting off what? with immediate <laughs> appreciation from me, which is just no setup, no... No, like, preamble. Scenes. We were just... We were straight... Tossed into the story like we've been there for two weeks already. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so, mean, it, 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 I like it because it doesn't, it, for WandaVision as a whole, that's what the setup is. For a sitcom, it's pretty like standard setup sitcom. Where are yeah. the new people in town? Oh, yeah. And we've got to, we got to have dinner with the boss. Oh, no. We have a quirky things about us. 
you know, one thing is different than the rest of the neighborhood. We don't fit in, but we sure want to. <laughs> yep. Like, I like that. I mean, not that there weren't. Like, the 50s didn't have, like, that out there premise so far. I think, like, as we get into the further episodes, like, Bewitch was one of the, like, early ones that had that kind of thing. And I guess, like, the monsters. But um, you didn't have, like, my robot husband and I in the yeah. 50s. It tended to be more, like, nuclear family Yeah. than that. And, like, the, the problems that they had, the, the setup of the episode and, like, the sitcom thing was, was very much, you know, a standard thing. It's just that instead of... Oh, we forgot. It was also, we forgot, but also... How do we do? I have powers and he's a robot. What do we do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they did the classic Dick Van Dyke, like, I know you missed it, but like... I missed it the first time or I guess it didn't register. Yeah, so like in the opening of Dick Van Dyke, they do a thing where Dick Van Dyke trips over the ottoman and this time Vision faced through it. Yeah, I guess I was just so looking (laughs) for it that I just totally... Missed it? I missed it. Yep, I was because well, you were looking for the trip. Yeah. And so when there was no trip, you're just like, "But where's the trip?" Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how I missed it, but I did. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and here <take>. we are. <laughs> uh, but so I, how do you like? How about this? Yeah. How do you like the setup in general? The idea of you know sitcom style episodes or like episodes formatted as other TV shows. I mean, as I, our framing device. I mean. I thought it was brilliant and and just a completely fresh vibe. It gave me a fresh vibe Bad. from the rest of the MCU. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I appreciated the heck out of it. And like I said, I'm sure I said before, I, I could go like a whole season. Like they could could have stretched it to a whole season per I mean, decade. For WandaVision, me. the sitcom, was great. Yeah. But uh, then I love classic sitcoms. Yeah, and like I, I could see what they were going for. Even from the premise, you could see what they were going for. Before everything is, you know, the curtains pulled back and everything's revealed and explained. Like, like you know, something because of knowing the show. Like, I maybe it's different if you go into the show having not watched anything in the Marvel universe, but you know, it's uh, post Endgame, meaning that we're seeing Vision and Vision is dead, like. We know that going in. Yeah. And it's post-Blink, which they, you know, talk about, like, acknowledge a little bit later on. But, like, you know that those things are true. You know that something powerful has to be going on because this is not normal for the MCU. So, like, you enter it knowing already kind of the setup without having to be told the setup. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's... I don't, there, there are brave souls who decide to venture into the MCU and just in in the middle, like picking someone like WandaVision to start their MCU journey. I mean, here's the thing, though. I, I love the MCU in general. Um, if you see WandaVision as your first foray into the MCU, I say at that moment, don't go back. Just wait <laughs> for the rest of the stuff because it's not going to give you the same tonality. I mean, I I fully think the rest of the MCU is worth watching. I just I feel like the setup of WandaVision is set up for like how we're going to see the MCU evolve versus if you go back and watch our classic super setup. Yeah, uh, 
don't know. <laughs> it's just hard for me to be like, don't go back and watch any of the MCU stuff. I'm like, no. How about with the caveat of don't expect what you just saw? There we go. Okay. Because well, here's the thing. I think Wanda might be my new favorite of the MCU. If they keep her and let her keep doing this kind of stuff, like this kind of acting and this kind of like story and just actually giving her stuff to do, yeah. she might be my new favorite. Because Wanda in the comics is one of my all-time favorite characters. And I've been waiting, like I said, I've been waiting for her to get to do things. And so it will take a lot to like usurp... Uh, Tony Stark as my favorite of the MCU. But I think there's nothing wrong with having a current favorite. You <clears throat> no. Know. But so far, I mean, she is the most current. So I also really want that. that spo- Like, jumping forward, I really want that costume. Yep. I, I even want that costume. <laughs> I want to see you put on that costume. I'll do it. I'll do it so much. I mean, I mean, I, I like it better than making you dress as Vision. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Wanda's Wanda's costume is would accentuate my features a bit better. Yeah, I agree. So back to the sitcom <laughs> where the last. I thought it was weird that I guess he was only available for one episode, but I think it's funny that we see all the same people except Stephen Toblowski, who was the boss. The boss. Yeah, in the first episode, the boss of the first episode that was choking. Oh, he yeah. just disappears. That's true. He probably wasn't available or something, but I think it's funny. We got everybody else in the, <clears throat> except he was only available for It's that true, because we see, I'm going to end up calling her Kitty. <laughs> Deborah Jill Rupp is her real name. There you go. But, um. Deborah. I, like, we see her, like, at least a handful of other times. Yeah. Just throughout the town. But, yeah. I, and also, we get Anya. We don't, we don't get a lot of her, I think, in the first episode, because I think the talent show portion and all that is the second episode anya so that's the that's how i know her dotty oh okay sorry my brain was thinking anya as in i think that's the the name of magic the x-men character oh so that's why i was like did i miss something no i just grew up on buffy and know her from buffy so i have the actress who plays dotty we, we've talked a little bit about, like, hijinks and stuff, and we like the sitcom thing. I think the second episode was probably one of my favorites. Oh, I like, love the second episode. Like, like I love it. the show and everything. It was just, <laughs> it well, was so good, and... It's bewitched. Yeah, I, I guess the... How the, can you go wrong? I think the thing I wanted to, to say is, like, uh, like... I don't know why people were like, I, there's, it's so, so, there's so much mystery and there's so much like we don't know. And it's like, how, what, what, is what, show? what are you not getting here? Like, if you, if you are someone who does follow the MCU and like wants all the answers, like, it's pretty straightforward in that aspect of mm-hmm. that, okay, we're doing a sitcom and guess what? There, the things are going to be a little bit weird and we're going to like slowly pull out, but pull out also- little things. But, but the fact that, Oh, it's because she watched a lot of sitcoms and like, you know, it's her coping. I'm like, what part of that? I don't know what part of that wasn't clear from the beginning. For real. Like, I I, I knew from the beginning that it was going to be Wanda had watched sitcoms growing up and liked them. And like, there was always the question of like, exactly how this town and all that came to be. But it was never really a question for me, like that we were do like something 
in Wanda needed to, to, you know, find some physical reality of something for reasons that we were going to more fully uncover. But, like, the, I grew up on sitcoms, this is, like, a happy place made sense. Yeah. I, I just think it's funny to me that people that are up to date with the MCU and do follow it like crazy like we do, uh, you know, couldn't just enjoy the ride a bit because it's like we know we know semi why I mean we know the 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 cause of this. Yes. And we're seeing the effect come out. But Because they're used to having it in the format of like a a one and a half to two and a half hour movie. Yeah, but I mean Which honestly you did. It was just broken up into pieces. You did. And the other thing is that, you know, this isn't I mean, they they try to have it both ways that it's canon both and not canon. It's canon. The Netflix shows are canon. Deal with it. <laughs> They're also really good. But, you know, we've already had some MCU in episodic formats already. Yeah. But so it, this is not... It's, it's not, not new, but it's, it's, it's coming from Disney specifically. And I think... I don't know. I think people went into it wanting something or whatever. But I also think that, like... It was the first real new Marvel thing we've gotten in a long time because of, you know, COVID and all these dates being pushed back. So I feel like it wasn't just the expectations of that show that were being put upon it. It was the expectations of we haven't had things and everything's been stopped. So we want everything to be in the show. We want it to be every single thing. Like... But it's also people also forget because of that that this wasn't the original no. uh, introduction to Phase Four. However, it just seemed to work out really well that way. I mean, yeah, it, it's going to be weird going backwards. I think a little bit. So I we're not really talking about the WandaVision show, um, but for me, going into Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier, I I worry I will be disappointed because I've been shown so much. And that's the kind of stuff I lean into versus buddy cop. I mean, I think you would kind of run into that problem if, you know, it was a, say, like, you know, a Captain America movie with Falcon uh, and you saw it after, say, Doctor Strange 2 and you're like, oh, yes. And then we go back to a more traditional thing. So maybe that's just but I don't have to commit as long. I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's kind of the the gamble with the MCU. And I guess, but I will say this in defense of that. I have, like, a couple really hard modes, and one of them is, like, weird-ass science fiction fantasy. Like, I love that so much, and that's what WandaVision gave me. And I love sitcoms, but, like, that's a not the same level, but, like, I love weird, unusual storytelling. I also really love thrillers. So, like, Winter Soldier... The movie, I love that movie. It's so good. If they tell me that Falcon Winter Soldier is a thriller, like a political thriller, a like high energy action thriller kind of thing, like if they give me that, I will probably love it like almost as much. I don't. I'm not gonna say just as much, but like almost as much. The thing I don't like, I I I really do not care about buddy cop things. Like I don't care about the hijinks of two dudes just well, hanging out. That I mean, we kind of have to wait and see because they they're trying to do both. Because yeah. they're like it's funny, but also it's gonna tackle racism. And I'm like, 
for me, I'm like, yeah, let's do both. Let's have some jokes and then get really serious. And 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 I'm hoping I love it because I like both of them so much. Like I have been waiting and waiting and waiting for them to give Bucky anything to do and for Sam to have any sort of, you know, um, whatchamacallit, uh, any sort of identity outside of Steve. Yeah. And so, like, it's giving me things I have been waiting for. I just really want to like the format. Yeah. <clears throat> because so. I I get bored. I've seen so many. Like, the, the problem, the problem with the setup of, like, the small f- pitch for Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier, is that it's things I've seen. And so, if I've been OD'd on that, not from a superhero perspective, but from the rest of it, I'm just going to be a little bit like, oh, I've seen this. Cool. Then let's go back and put you back in your happy bubble for a little bit. You mean talk about bubble. talk about one division like we're supposed to be? Yeah, <laughs> we gotta Tangents. we gotta go back out of the hex. Stay in the hex. Stay in Tangents. Westview. Stay in your happy bubble. Maybe so, it's a not. I mean, Westview's not that happy of a bubble. It was for two episodes. It was for two episodes. Uh, but I wanted to say before we get past like the earlier sitcom things, I, I do. Yeah, if I may, is uh the I like that they used the actual like practical effects and they used as much as they could of yeah. uh the equipment and and techniques that were used during that time. Yeah. Um I, no? I agree. Like the talent show is actually just like brilliantly done. It's so brilliantly done. And I had so much fun like going through each sitcom being like this is what this is. This is how this was done. This is what the format is. I recognize this from this show. I recognize this from this show. That was part of, like, my continuous joy, and I looked forward to it. I just think it's funny that some people were like, oh, that's dumb. They're just ripping off stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's the point. Like That is the entire point. You know, paying homage to things can, in other fiction can have a point besides just references. Guess what? Guess who else is in a literal happy bubble? Wanda. Or at least... That's what she's trying to do. Yeah. But I will say, like, visually, so much of that show was stunning. Like, the beekeeper. Yeah, that was Like, cool. that was cool. The aspect ratio change. Oh, I loved every time they did that, man. Like, they stretched it out and then got rid of, like, the, the bars and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, their progression into color. Yeah. And all the the styling and just everything was just so on point. Uh, something uh, that one of my favorite things that I like as it goes on, because um, now, like, once you get into color, you know, as the sitcoms change, the the level of seriousness of WandaVision changes. Yep. Uh, just because that, I mean, sitcoms got a little, they were still funny, but they, but they had, got more real. They got more real and they had more... Uh, they dealt with darker issues. They dealt with darker issues and, and yeah, it was just... I mean, the, the episode where, like, you start to really get that tonal shift is, like, a very special episode. Yeah. Was that the... I mean, the whenever I knew, like, things were really hitting hard was... I don't know if that was the right one. But the 
the Family Ties episode. I think that's that episode. Okay. Yeah. And it starts rolling the credits. And, oh, and they keep talking. And, and that was talk- so cool. Vision's like, no, we're not done. And I'm like, please go on. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Like, I just, I like the framing devices. And like seeing Vision slowly start to like have like doubts and trying to understand and that kind of thing. The Him in the office with the email yeah. was also really good. Like Paul Bettany was also acting his butt off. Yeah, I mean, the acting, the, be, you have to. There's so many things that were. And good on him for not having to wear face makeup the entire time. Yep. Uh, but that, that's just, there was, because of all the things, the, uh, what's the ambition? Yep. There, there. The ambition of this project required a lot of these actors. And I think every single one of them hit it out of the park and like really mm-hmm. met those expectations. Yeah. Uh, 100%. And then like you get into our like, our like second level cast outside of Wanda and Vision. And you get Catherine Hahn, who is like a goddess. You get uh man, the Monica. Oh yeah. Rambo. Uh Tiana Paris. Yeah. Who is also phenomenal. And then like the fun of just Darcy and Jimmy, Jimmy. Woo. Yeah, and so like there's you know, the, I think there was plenty of And other... generic army baddie. Yeah, but there was still plenty of that. MCU mingling, intermingling yeah. that we that it was come probably to love. the most outside of like an Avengers movie. Yeah, or like the uh, Civil War or something to that effect, where it's like the mini Avengers movie without being an Avengers movie, yes. like that kind of stuff. Um, but also without, so like the one thing I'll say about that is I think it was actually more successful in that aspect for me than Civil War because Civil War. Is an Avengers movie. Yeah. Like, it, it. here's the thing. I know it's a Captain America movie, but it's it's not. Yeah. It, well, the thing with that one is, like, it's branded as, look, here's all the heroes. It is it is an Avengers movie. This is just like, oh, look, this is a connected universe. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that because it doesn't overshadow Wanda and all of them. But it lets you remember that, like, hey, these people exist in the same place. Yeah. It's, and have jobs. It's less of a, okay, we're all going to fight and this is a big event to more of just like, oh, my job, like, I got called here because of my job. Yep. And, you know, things, life brought me here. Yeah. So I, I like that a lot. So uh, how do you like, um, basically, like, the additives of the story? So, like, how do you like... Agatha and like that kind of reveal and what that means for like the Marvel Universe's new power structures that they're building in. Yeah, I think one of the things that... And how do you like Ralph Boner? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ralph Boner. I, I watched the, the pitch meeting for this earlier today and it was just it was mostly just laughing at you know, the fans that just came in with all these expectations. And he's like, so we did all that for, like, he was like, what about the X-Men? What about this? Oh, I guess I we did all this, this for a, for a boner joke. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, and so like, I, I think all that works because look, listen, people are gonna, I like that the reveal of Agatha wasn't supposed to, it wasn't really supposed to be a, Oh, we fooled you. It's just, it's just part of everything. Yeah. Like, it, they weren't, like, I don't feel like they were trying to pull the wool over your eyes at all. No. You were just understanding it as Wanda was starting to understand it. I think the problem, 
I, I, I don't know. The problem, problem is... is always the fans. No <laughs> offense. I, it's true. As I am a fan, but like you see it with a lot of uh, other shows and different things where people theorize and the theorizing like sets expectations in a direction that the show that's already being made and is made does not have the obligation to meet. Yeah, but I think, <clears throat> and so maybe, I don't know, problem might be the work, but the, 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 what the I wanted to say was, issue. yeah, is people, uh, oh boy, I'm losing my train of thought. I can Sorry. see it. It's, lo- it's, it's leaving the station. Uh, but people just, nope, <laughs> it's gone. Sorry. And I didn't gone. mean to talk over It'll you. come back. Sure. Uh, but, people nope almost <laughs> almost oh man this is this is happening Just right on all along yeah people <sighs> it's like <laughs> it has to be a reveal or nothing oh like, you mean people like are oh well, oh okay i'm back yes, i'm back okay. the, go the go with ba- it go with it go with it no 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 okay so <laughs> <laughs> people just can't seem to grasp or just can't allow themselves to be okay with the fact that sometimes it's not about you as the audience member figuring out it's about the characters figuring stuff out yeah and that like i'm sorry that has to be something you're okay with because that's just part of storytelling just because oh oh i figured it out before you did that doesn't matter the point is that the characters themselves didn't know mm-hmm. and you know, I, I well, think of like D and D. It's like, okay, guess what? Don't metagame. <laughs> These it, characters didn't know. She, Wanda, had no idea that Agatha was. It was Agatha all along. No, and she also had no idea that like witches and all that kind of stuff existed. She did not work a lot with Doctor Strange. The actual term of this. Here you go, everybody. She dramatic dusted. irony. Dusted. That's the, the that's the term. Really. No, but the dramatic irony is when you, as the audience member, know something that uh mm-hmm. that characters don't and that's it's something that's it's a storytelling technique that's been around forever and i feel like people just when it comes to fandoms and things that they want or just put these false expectations on it's like chill out <laughs> because that's that's not the story that's being told well it's also so like and and i will put some blame on game of thrones um where We've, as, like, a culture of people who watch things, um, we have come to expect big shock value and big twists. And so part of what failed Game of Thrones was being afraid of being, like, predictable. And so they, they gave in to the idea of that just because, like, if people figure out where we're going... It means that we're bad storytellers. Yeah. And we have to have that shock and awe because that's what we've set up as our thing. But the thing is, storytelling isn't just about shock and awe. It's about the journey of characters. This is a whole this is nine episodes about someone's process of grief. Yep. And trying to work through their trauma. And like I feel like you know, it's easy to get caught up in everything because it's, you know, a superhero show. But that's what it's all about. And, like, I, first of all, I love that. Mm-hmm. And second of all, like... And I, surprisingly timely for a show that was not made to be out during that time. Right. But it's just... I I don't know. I, I think that's... 
the important like that's the core of it and you know this is a story about trauma not about superheroes and all that stuff and you when you were talking about shock and awe and everything a lot of stories uh like you know the mystery and thriller genre and some horror movies like that's their big payoff is their is their twist and this was just because it's mysterious doesn't this show wasn't a mystery show it Mm. it wasn't like supposed to be a it's not a thriller it's just it's just a story about grief and loss and it's a character study more so than anything else absolutely and here's the thing it was actually i had watched a video about someone talking about like the books that they've read recently because that's something i very much enjoy to do and she was talking about how she has learned to like more predictable thrillers because it lets you enjoy the rest of the story and enjoy the setup and the build and the characters and what's making you build to this ending that you kind of know where you're going yeah but you still are sucked into this story yeah and because she was like addicted to that feeling of like shocking twists in a thriller book and it it does take a moment kind of like when oh man like when you're used to like xyz and you have to learn how to scale back. And I'm trying to think of a good metaphor for it, and I'm kind of struggling. You mean, like, as in, like, subverting in, expectations? Not or... necessarily even subverting expectations, but in, like, you're used to instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And you're used to, like, say, um, the the punchiness of a YouTube video. And YouTube videos have to have XYZ kind of punch to kind of narrative, narratively flow. But when you go back to something else, you're used to that. Like, say you watch that for, like, ever and you forget to watch actual, like, other kinds of things. Mm -hmm. You get used to the punchiness and the speed of it that you forget to do that. So, actually, a a really good thing. People who watch and listen to, like, podcasts or videos on 0.5 speed. Thank you. Oh, wait. The podcast listening part. Oh, I don't care what speed you listen to it on. No, not at all. But, like, that, that speed is good for some things. Like, I, I am someone who will listen to stuff on, like, 1.5 speed if I for specific kinds of things. Yeah. But it trains your brain to expect this fast pace. So when you slow back down, you forget how to process that kind of input. And so with something like this, I think we've gotten so used to because the last things that we've gotten out of the MCU are, like, Infinity War and Endgame that um, in Far From Home, which also still has that, is, like... That- the three act structure big it's the three act structure it's these big shocks and these big like like grand scale universe level things whereas WandaVision while the consequences of it that we, they get to at the end of the story are that grand scale universe mess up thing the build to it is a character study it's it's not literary fictions like fully but it leans into you know, it's not a story, it's not a plot with characters in it. It's a character following a plot because the characters are what are carrying you through. Whereas, like, there are, like, especially when, like, for all the emotional moments of Endgame and Infinity War, it is a plot that the characters are following. This is a character that is living through this plot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, something I wanted to, to kind of add on to that and, uh, 
yeah, just something yes. extra with that is we were t- again with the, the the shock and awe and everything and the plot versus character kind of thing. Um, and the reason why this isn't that, mm-hmm. and the reason why it is more character a more character study thing is stories like that with you know these big twists and revelations are only they pivot on that and they're only as good like as that it's like if you don't have that if that twist isn't good mm-hmm. or that revelation isn't good then it kind of ruins everything of else and it just kind of sours the rest it's like okay spoilers for the sixth dance if you if you literally lived under a rock and in the middle of the earth's core you'd still probably know the ending of the sixth dance. <laughs> anyway like if you already i've never watched the movie because already knowing that he's dead the whole time like it you know it's cool for like a rewatch if you've seen it and you're like oh wow i want to watch it again learn new things but it's like that it, it everything hinges and that is the access point whereas this the access point is wanda and mm-hmm. you know the the journey and so i think part of that and part of expecting that big three act structure is they're like okay where's my big twist where's my big pivot point and it's like I, I don't know. There's there's nothing for you here for that. Like that's not how this is. Um. What what I will say to that is actually, <clears throat> hi. I've been reading a lot of books lately. Um. Rapid fire. Yeah. Um. I've been reading manga. <laughs> that's also really good. But what I actually want to talk about is I also listen to like a lot of things writers talk about things and I don't see like there's a difference between writing a novel versus writing like a show or a movie like bar none. But when it comes to telling story, there's it especially I think novels and TV can actually be put together a little bit better. Oh. Um, but uh, V.E. Schwab. Mm hmm. When she was doing her press tour for uh, Addie LaRue was talking about how she doesn't view things in like three act structures of like, here's this part of the book, here's this part of the book, here's this part of the book. It's like each chapter is meant to have its moment and meant to have something that, you know, connects you to the characters, propels the story forward. And, you know, but it 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 is in itself a story. And so when you look at, like, Wanda, that's what it is. It's not relying on, like, like, the episodes themselves do have, like, their their acts. But they're each a chapter of the story. And it's meant to be consumed as a whole and not, like, pour everything into this one thing to give you everything that you're asking for. And it, it's meant to be processed. I, as, you know, whatever I've written things, I've, that's been always been one of my biggest struggles is trying to fit it into this format that it's like Guess okay what? You don't act have to. one two three yeah and i think that's one of the things like you're saying with books is like whenever whenever i just kind of the way i write is just i just listen to what's happening in my head and i can see it there and i'm just like i'm basically just an observer taking notes mm-hmm. and so it's like the story is happening the way it happens and i'm just following it i'm just behind like tracy sketch it i got my little sketch pad and i'm just <laughs> Except I can't draw. But I'm just like following the story instead of leading it. You know, wait, wait, but this needs to be in this and just kind of putting it in a pen. Mm-hmm. I, I think I enjoy stories like that. Like as a consumer, I enjoy the stories that way a bit more too. Just like let the thing happen. Stop trying to force it into this bubble unless it's a through the decade sitcom bubble, in which case I'm listening. <laughs> 
but yeah, but it's more like I don't I don't want to necessarily just see something I've seen before. And not that that's bad, but like I I feel like people and like us as a whole of a society of consumers need to reassess how we connect with story. And so one of the best things about WandaVision for me is it wanted to connect to itself. Like it was like we have a story to tell. We know how, like, we want to tell it. Here are the beats that we need to hit. Here are the moments that we need to show. How can we do that to the best of our ability? Because, you know, we want to have a fully functional story. And I, I, I think a privilege that WandaVision had is, you know, being on Disney Plus because it knew how many episodes it was getting. It knew that it wouldn't be canceled in the middle. It, you know, it knew it was getting X, Y, Z. You know, it knew it was getting nine episodes X amount of time. Well, I, I actually to that, but it also just fuels what you're saying. At first, I think it was only supposed to be six or eight. Mm-hmm. And then it just kept changing. And I think it's because of the privilege yeah. that you're saying that they were like, okay, here's our story, how it divides up and stuff. Like they didn't really have to worry about that. So they just kind of did their thing. And then we're able to kind of figure out a bit more of, okay, well, is like the episode, the the number didn't matter. Nope. It was, they were allowed to tell Make- the story in its entirety how they wanted. Yeah. And what, and that's the privilege of like being on Disney Plus and funded by Disney where they're like, we just want you to make the thing and make it good. Because when you watch other shows, and what I think sometimes people forget about other shows is that a lot of shows are made on like the the bubble of not knowing if they'll get to one, be renewed for another season to finish telling whatever story they're trying to tell. And it's and even at that point, like if they're get to finish their season because shows get dropped mid season. And so trying to tell a story under the constraints of not knowing when your show is ending, not knowing if your season will get extended, not knowing if you have to like wrap it all up right away and all that puts a strain on, you know, that which kind of leaves you to cliffhanger, 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 like in a way that doesn't always feel like it connects. And it's also why you see shows kind of struggle with like overarching season plots because they're not sure what they're going to get. And on top of all of that, uh, that it's another reason why, you know, people will say, and I agree that we are in the golden age of television is because we, we've sort of broken that mold that was required of you to be on TV because it's like, okay, well a season of TV, it's like, okay, you have 22 episodes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if make it 22 episodes. Yeah. But I don't know if I can shrink it and make it 22 episodes. Cause that's how much you get. That's how that's what, like the, the amount that every show gets. It's like- and it was like, that and like and if you don't bring in the ratings in those first 12 episodes you maybe we don't make the yeah. rest of them so it's like fit into this fit into this line and this amount and if you don't even part of the way it, it it's like the whole to me it's it's a lot like the okay well we need two weeks notice if you're going to quit except we can also replace you at any time like that kind of thing and we'll just not schedule you for those two weeks. Right. Like, it, it's very much that kind of thing. And so I I think there's a freedom and a privilege, like you're saying. Like, I think that's why we're able to get some stories that in, in the way that we are now. It's like, okay, people are starting to learn. Just let them tell the story. Well, that's like... And that. 
like I, I think the 22 episode finite definite number kind of a thing is kind of becoming obsolete it it sticks around for a lot of the like <clears throat> classic channels yeah who still are not quite sure how to catch up but it's it's one of the benefits of streaming like say what you will about streaming becoming the next cable it's not wrong but like the they tend to buy and produce shows and in their own safety then can just put them out and and that means that people have a better shot of being able to tell a fully realized story but to bring that back to WandaVision I like that their goal was not to be an MCU movie cut into parts because we got like our big superhero fight and all that but I like I liked, even that didn't even end in like a big battle finale. No, but I liked the newness of getting to spend time with a character or set of characters because, like, Jimmy Woo was you know was always fun and was cool. But now, like, I understand him as a character better. Darcy, I liked getting to see do things without having to like cut back to everything else so fast. I liked getting to sit in the hurt. That, like, in the repercussions with both Monica and Wanda, and, like, to an extent, even Agnes, like, of the consequences of actions that have happened. Like, and the scene with, like, Vision and Vision, like, all of that. Like, we get to sit in the feelings a bit more because there was room to breathe. And it's it's what I wished I got with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was fine, but it, it fell into the trap of, like, major cable, like major yeah. television and what i like like i just like getting to dive into characters in a way that doesn't have to be you know zappy and you get like fun moments you get punchy moments you get sad happy but they feel earned and they feel real because we have time to sit there and like feel it. Yeah. I mean, there were so many, there were so many genuine laughs mm -hmm. and genuinely like gut wrenching moments. Mm -hmm. And hey, like, if you didn't know, spoiler, we really like this show. It, yeah. And it's one of those things of like, the other thing about it is it shows you that knowing where the story is going is not a bad thing because like with the kids and stuff and with vision, like, to an extent, you knew what was going to happen. Like, you know the hex is going to burst. You know that it's going to end with Wanda sad because, like, history has shown. Her kids are going to go away. And Vision was dead. Like, man, the whole Vision on the table being dissected and her just having to do that, I hate it. Like, in the best way, I hate it. Because it, it hurts so bad. Like, just... The people thinking that this person that you love is a thing that they need, that they own. And, like, not even being willing to let you bury them. Like, that, on top of everything else that she was being through, was one of the, like, hardest moments to me. Because it, it was the second time she didn't really get to bury someone she loved. It's true. Yeah. And, and like, like you said, they do get to go through all of that. Uh, 
I also think another thing that the show does well, let's just add it to the list of a million things, is that they they actually answer the question that is basically one of the questions that most superhero anything in the superhero genre likes to ask Mm -hmm. and it's pretty much the whole it's the entire basis of superman which is the the question of like what do we as people without powers and and people without all these extraordinary abilities or extraordinary circumstances what are we supposed to do with these people with with all of these powers you know they say that they're good okay but what if they're not and what do we do with that and that's just you know it's a question in civil war it's a question in like in any superman stuff but i feel like uh it's something that wandavision addressed and kind of answered it's like okay yes she has these powers and things are happening beyond her control because she doesn't you know she's not aware of it but the the important thing is like yes she is still a human experiencing the same things it's just her grief is just on a on a grander scale and they they don't try to make light of what she does no and like you know it's just she's just a human who because of her powers and because of things and the fact that the love of her life is you know someone who held the power of an infinity stone all of these larger than life things she's still somebody who was never because of that given a chance Mm -hmm. to to grieve and it's something that we've something we've talked about before is you know we we've brought up the fact that like you know she her blast got knocked away and so everyone's just trying to keep her it's the whole plot of captain marvel everyone's trying to keep their their powers and their extraordinary uh, extraordinary abilities tied down and just like okay we need to contain this and keep it no you need to let them be themselves the 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 restriction and the uh, the gaslighting but also like the the restraint and the the attachment of the shackles on these people is what is causing these problems Yep, and you know, I I think that that's something that they really tackle really well in the show because that's always again that's always the question that's asked. It's like, what what do we do with this? This superhero is really cool. Okay, uh, okay, a, a god from another planet came down. He has this really cool hammer. He's super hot and super cool. Wait, so what does that mean for us? Because he also because of that he brought with him all this other destruction. Yep, and because apparently he's got a half brother that's not you know that yes, destroyed new york yes. like it's and, and that's the question of superhero stuff it's like what are we supposed to do with that and i i have to give a lot of credit to that with the the supporting cast of this show because they're just like okay we're we're afraid but also we don't know what to do but also they like our our main supporting cast that we follow like it, i understand like I like the expectation that the town is, doesn't have to forgive her. Like, because they shouldn't have to. Like, the stuff that they went through because of that is horrific. But they're also not casting blame on Wanda as, like, an evildoer because she was, like, trying to figure it out. And she was going through her own pain. And just, you know, 
it's not only bad people who do bad things. And what I liked was that we had like Monica and Darcy and Jimmy to like reiterate and make sure we never forget that she was also a person who is going through hurt and and relatable hurt. It's not superhero hurt. Yeah. Like it's it's just human emotion and grief and making sure sure that we understand that that's the core of her story keeps her from being a villain. She does things that are not good and she does bad things, but she is not the big bad because she has a conscience. She gets to choose and when presented with the information of things that she didn't know or realize, she still makes the right call at detriment to herself. And, you know, I, 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 I honestly have no problem with her going forward as a more antagonistic force, or at least in yeah. like, you know, she's clearly going to be pretty much the primary antagonist of Doctor Strange. But uh, I, I just don't think I could ever see her as the big bad. No, and that's part of the reason why I always loved Wanda in the comics is because she was like a flawed character. Like, people like to say she goes crazy and like i say she goes crazy but like the thing is like her grief manifests in ways that are so epically destructive but it's still grief and she never sets out to do things in a way that like is pure evil intent she does it cause and effect by things that have been done onto her and it's not an excuse it's not saying that what she did was okay but it's it's never a a black and white reality and i think for a superhero thing having that gray morality area in like a disney superhero movie or show is big i mean it's it's part of what has made some of the more recent entries so good i mean you know you look at infinity war is 100 thanos the movie of thanos mm -hmm. and you know i like just i mean some of the acting in, in this stuff has shown like that it's really, really good. I mean, just like an example with, with Thanos was when he, you can tell that he, I didn't expect to feel almost bad for the, the villain. Whenever the whole thing with Gamora, I was like, oh, wow, he really does. I really didn't think he cared about Gamora, but he does. And then with Killmonger, his, his last line, they granted, they do horrible things and they, they do cross that line. Yeah. And I, that's the difference. But I, I think, I, I'm just saying I enjoy getting that nuance yeah. and, and you know. I agree with that. I have different opinions on Thanos, but. Oh, I'm not saying Team Thanos or agree, but I'm saying that, like, you know. We're, we're allowed to see the reasoning. We're, yeah, and we're not getting, we're, we're trying to get away because the MCU had a problem with just being generic, having a lot of generic one-off villains. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm liking to see the nuance. And. With with Wanda, I don't think that she has crossed that line mm -mm. into to villain. I, no, in and I think that the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will kind of be the the thing to keep her from crossing that line. Yeah, like I think that that's pretty much like her plot in that. Yeah, and so I guess all of that is like I, I I'm just I'm really enjoying the nuance that we're starting to get, and I think that WandaVision has done the best job of it so far. Of giving us the nuance of these characters. Yeah, I agree. Part of it is because it's in an episodic format, but I'm... But still. But still, I'm grateful. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I like it. But still, we are hashtag blessed to have had WandaVision. And, you know, I I know that 
this is the final this is finally when we've gotten more of a a comic book accurate and, and character accurate portrayal of her and you know god bless elizabeth olsen for just yeah. being a good sport all along until we could get to this point but I, I i don't know i just i've always liked her but now it's just like she's hit another level that i was hoping she would and i know you were too yes of just like cool and, and sign I, me I, up for every wanda miniseries I, you want to give me i really am almost pretty much on the same level you it's like i like so many of the characters in the mcu like and i and i care about them but i'm also like cool so you expect me to wait like two more years to figure out where this is going next and like spend more time with her this character that i'm invested in why <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i mean there's there's a lot in between now and then and so we'll see what happens or if she pops up anywhere else yeah because who knows yep we're getting back into our post-credit jive uh you know yep i mean this had it had it too you know it set up some stuff for captain marvel with captain marvel and kind of like other directions that could be happening yeah i mean it wasn't really connected but we have small theory the hello uh small theory that the scroll that came to get monica is the little baby girl scroll from before because age time time passes and a lot of time has passed now since the beginning of this podcast. It's true. But, you know, it feels good. Much like the catharsis that Wanda experienced is good. <laughs> <laughs> as as we say on this podcast, is it's good. good. <laughs> uh, if there's something, if you want to know our opinions on WandaVision as a whole, <gasps> is good. good. Uh, but I think that we've kind of waxed poetic and said as we we did a less of our like let's talk through the narrative review and more of like look at all the feels. Well, wow, Amy, it's like it's almost like sometimes it makes you feel things and instead of just talking about what we didn't like about the plot, it has questions and things, themes, if you will, things to discuss. Yes. Yes, and if you would like to discuss those things with us, you could talk to us around the internet where I am Amy Marie by the Sea on everything. Please stand by. <laughs> I'm Case Crusader on all the things. And we hope that you have enjoyed our episode and come back again next week, Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. PST for another episode of Talk Nerdy to Me, baby. And have a great week. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we will not see you, but you will hear us in your ears next time. So, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Boner joke.
I have not eaten yet today.